0: Hey everybody and welcome to the 35mm colonoscopy podcast, the show where we go colon deep with our unfiltered takes on the movies we've been watching. My name is Spencer. As always, I'm joined by my main man, Giovanni. I'm also joined by my good buddy Aaron, who is a massive fan of The Rise of Skywalker. Guys, today's really? movie... Um... That
1: one's just not cool, Spencer. That I'm one's sorry. just not cool.
0: i of feeling... Sorry.
1: You know, it put me in a really good mood for this uplifting movie, Spencer.
0: <laughs> yes, today's movie is Spotlight. Uh, if you don't know what that's about, um... <sighs> yeah, you know, you should know what it's about. I don't want to say. Uh, you want me this to this explain very... it? <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think you. I think you would like to talk
1: about. It I, I I would love to talk about, about it. About. Uh, so this is basically a movie of the scandal in the early two thousands. To well, I guess it spanned over like the course of all of history, pretty much. Uh, but but basically, this is a story about how in Boston, uh, there was a ring of cover-ups for Catholic priests that were molesting children, Not and it's about the uncovering of the information, uh, by a news organization.
0: Yeah, am right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this uh came out in 2015. Um, written directed by Tom McCarthy, who is an actor turned writer director. Um, Which is rare that those actually pan out super well, or at least as well as they did in this case. Um, This was my selection, so I will give my initial thoughts last. I'll turn it over to uh, Aaron and get us started. Man, talk about this movie.
1: All right. Uh, so I'm not the I'm not probably the best to talk about religion. I'm not very religious myself. Uh, so I'll keep that side of it to a minimum. I'll leave that to you know the, the other two here if they. They probably know a little bit more than me, but I can't definitely talk about the the filmmaking aspects of this. Uh, but uh, I think one of the best parts about this movie is the performances. This is one a stacked mm-hmm. cast. I mean, you, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams. You know, just those three alone are you know some some huge names. Mark Ruffalo still proving that he can do stuff outside of the Hulk, <laughs> which is always nice to see. <laughs> Uh, Rachel McAdams, you know, yeah, she's got a weird career. Big, big fan. Big fan. Spencer's a big fan. Rachel McAdams. If you, uh, I don't know if she's single or not, but uh, hit Spencer up. She just had her second child, actually. Um, it's it's never a shame. Uh, it's, you
2: it's never anyway, late, okay. you know. Anyway,
1: <laughs> <even laughs> <even laughs> it's never too late. You never hey, know what'll happen, know, Spencer. He,
2: no one says you need to stop it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah exactly.
1: Although
0: I, I actually. We should. I can't believe we haven't discussed this yet. It was recently uh Zendaya's birthday, um, and yes, it brought sir. to my holiday.
1: She's only only three years older than me. Go so, off, Queen. Pretty exciting hey, Man, stuff. there's
2: still a chance.
1: Yep. Exactly. Not, not gonna lie, exactly. I wasn't. I wasn't really on board with the Zendaya train for a while. I'm on board. I know you I'm made that board. very. You made that abundantly clear. I'm on I remember board that now.
0: conversation. I remember that conversation in the car that we had. We were like, I don't know. I just don't get
1: it.
2: Uh, I get it, was, it now.
1: Well, I, You know, I was still yeah. thinking about the shake-it-up Zendaya, you know? Still thinking about those days. Those days are, are long now. gone. She long gone. A, she is a
2: woman. now. But... <laughs> 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 oh, my
1: God, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Happy yeah, birthday to, to Zendaya. Awesome. Happy birthday. Yeah. Woo. Back, Let's get another yeah, back, round of applause for Zendaya.
2: Yeah, this is probably going to come out, like, fucking months later. But, uh yeah, whatever. Anyway. Who what cares? We Karras, can still so celebrate. We should listen. It's every day is is Zendaya's birthday. If she, but, it,
1: uh, if you're listening, uh, Zendaya Spencer, he's single.
2: He's single. He's single. It's ready true. to mingle, uh, right. All right? That's not just the smooth Hit him voice. Up in the DMs. <laughs> body body.
1: Anyway, uh, uh, back to the movie. Yeah,
2: no, no, this movie's fucking fantastic, man. This is one of those big movies that came out. You know, there's always like the the major movies that come out in any given year. You know, that it gets a lot of hype, a lot of media buzz, a lot of Oscar buzz. And this was one of those when it came out in 2015. And it, it, it's one of those ones that I just didn't see. You know, I was like, yeah, I didn't, didn't think it was going to be like my thing, you know, uh, my type of movie or whatever. Uh, and uh, so, I, so this is my first time watching it when, when he recommended it. It was always on my list, never got to it. But I'm glad that we watched it because this is a fantastic movie. I mean, we've got Mark Ruffalo, Eternal Sunshine of the, the Spotless Mind. I mean, enough said there. We've got oh, yeah. Michael Keaton, my boy, Batman up in here, the best Batman. Uh, it, Beetlejuice? Not be Beatles, don't great great Beetlejuice. Really. Let's not forget Beetlejuice. about Robert Pattinson people... coming up. Man, I'm... Robert Pattinson might, might, might uh, take the spot. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that performance. But mm. anyway, we've got my boy, Lev, X Men Origins, giving <laughs> his best performance since X Men's Origins Wolverine. All right. We got Stanley <laughs> Tucci, Devil Wears Prada, enough said. Brian, uh, Brian D'Arcy? Yeah, he looks like fucking, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, goddamn, um, Mitt, uh, no, no, he looks like Mitt Romney. Yeah, exactly. He looks like like he's
0: got Mitt Romney vibes. He's
2: got the Mitt Romney vibes, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, no, it's a fucking stacked cast. Absolutely stacked. Great, script, uh, great fucking uh, shots, great story. I mean, it's just fucking all around amazing, man. I can't, I can't praise this movie enough, man. It's got Mark
0: mm-hmm. Ruffalo and a Boston accent. I mean, what more do you need? Yeah. Oh, Dude. my goodness. Yeah, oh. I, I definitely wanted to talk about the Boston accents, not just from Ruffalo, but from everyone. Like, they were uh, – what made them great is that they weren't over the top. It was how accurate they were. Um, yeah, I mean, it felt like Boston accents definitely got a huge, um, like, I think, resurgence with Goodwill Hunting and then the eventual uh, rising of fame with Bill Burr, great comedian. Um but now uh this is this is a great one yeah i'm sorry i i i, I, just, I just got reminded of when uh bill bear was on a sports show and the, there was like a like the female sidekick on the show was like are you from southie and he went on like the best rant about goodwill hunting and how people always ask him if he's from Southie because they saw that one movie and they think they know everything about boston <laughs> it's worth it's worth looking at on youtube it's amazing but anyway uh back to this movie uh this was my recommendation. I remember seeing it in 2015 when it came out and I went, and I saw it um, with my mom. We were both just like blown away by how good it was. Um, and just like, yeah, great movie with a great story. And then, you know, post all the stuff at the end. It's like, wow, this is like insane. Um, and those are the, the like my favorite true story ones where it's just like, where everybody can get behind it be like, this is awful. Like, this is a bad thing. Or, you know, other things where it's like, this is a good thing. Um, but like it's not divisive in any way. Like this is like yeah. wow, the, yeah. a, a bad thing happened, but there were good people that like stopped it. We're not really well, we're yeah. You could argue, you know, to or, decide, yeah. Bring more, attention yeah. or, or bring brought people. brought attention to it, yeah. Okay. um But that aside, I mean, there's you know, it's a movie podcast. So let's talk about what it's like as a movie, and it is an amazing movie. Uh, it's the second time I've watched it in the past month since they added it to Netflix. uh Each time I'm like, this is phenomenal. It's amazing across the board. I love so much about it. Um, and we'll get into the specifics right now, but whew, this is just, I added it to my honorable mentions after I watched it again. Wow. And I was like, I just saw Wow.
1: Yeah. when I And that sensor is a Catholic, ther- Catholic saying that. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, not Catholic though, is the thing. So
1: well, yeah. Uh, it's all the same.
0: <laughs> probably, right, it's right. all the uh, same. <laughs> we've had this, for two of our listeners, we've had this conversation for like six years where Aaron's like, yeah, Catholic, yeah, yep. Jew, Jewish, Muslim, they're all the same, really. I don't think that they. I mean, it's, it's are, basically but... the same, right? Uh, this is a movie podcast. This is oh, a movie oh, podcast. Oh, we oh, don't man. need to get. <laughs>
1: I I know. I, I'll just say this. I I just I mess with Spencer about that, and I find it very funny. <laughs> I, I know it's different. I'm not yeah. trying to hurt anyone's feelings with the to re, the religious crowd. You know, doozy, yeah, please. Uh, I just like to mess with Spencer. <laughs> All right,
0: let's talk about this movie. Um, my right. first note that the score starts right away it starts with the um the production banners and it's an amazing score but i love that it just like you're
2: into it right away
0: and that it kind of gets you started it's a very subtle score but it's it's strong and that kind of caught my attention oh
2: yeah i think i i think i i heard I, I don't know not heard but i first noticed the score about like halfway through i want to say actually maybe like within the first third uh and the and it just it's one of those scores. It almost sounds generic and, and to, a, to a degree but it fits perfectly like it carries you all the way through you know it kind of like it, it kind of like you know it holds you in its hands it carries you all the way through really subtly you know it, it perfectly encapsulates the mood the uh, the vibes you know it's not a beat, it's not downbeat either i mean it gets kind of downbeat actually but but you know what i mean it, it just carries you all the way through perfectly get catch catches the vibe basically the, the yeah, it really out.
0: helps like progress the story as well.
1: It was good at exactly. that. Exactly.
2: exactly. Yeah, keeps the pace.
0: That, that, yes. that, that, yeah.
1: I was the, just about to say that.
0: Keeps the yeah, pain. that was one thing that I what I love about this movie so much is the pacing is just phenomenal. Uh, cool. it is the fact that you could have a like a slow burn kind of like very um slow burn movie with a very like dark kind of depressing story matter and still have that very tight snappy
2: pacing. Uh, yeah. just, i mean things I happen, mean, happen quickly you know things still yeah. happen quickly yeah it, that's tough, that, that, that's mm-hmm. tough I could, you yeah, know, because it's uh, i mean it's like uh, uh, i made a note here like it's engaging the entire way through it's, it's a it's a solid two hours it's a solid two hour film yeah and uh and it it just it really just takes you the whole way through and you don't feel it like yeah, it felt like an like an hour and a half time to me like yeah. yeah you you don't feel the 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 runtime at all you know, you're engaged the whole way through. It's kind of thrilling at moments, if anything. You know, you, exactly. You,
0: you That's the that. crazy thing is that like I'm engrossed in the movie, and it, I'm just watching Rachel McAdams with a ruler highlighting things. And that, <laughs> is, but I'm like super like focused in on it because like the it just paced so well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. I definitely agree. I, I think did... the pacing was super good in this. Like, like Gio was saying, it doesn't feel its length at all. Which is always nice to see in a movie where you see it where it's like a a slower burn. Because, I mean, essentially this is like a, a mystery where we already know the ending, you know? Where they're trying yeah. to uncover stuff where we know where it's going to lead. But, um... I, 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 just, I just like it because it's, um... What was I going to say? Uh, but I, I just like how it doesn't sugarcoat anything, you know? it It, it doesn't really <clears throat> give... But what I really kind of don't like... Is it doesn't give like I, I kind of wish that it gave a little bit more of the church's perspective on it, or maybe we hear a little bit more from the clergyman, you know? Like I, because they did interview a lot of I, I looked this up. They did interview a lot of the like the church, like you know the, the people at the church. They have a lot more than just this. Uh, but you know we don't really see that in it. We see that once, and it's one of my favorite scenes when he's basically like. Yeah. When, when he's Justifying like confronting, it, yeah. when when he's confronting them, or when Rachel McAdams talks to the one guy, and it's kind of like glossed over, but he admits basically that he touched children and that he got molested mm-hmm. himself. You know what I mean? I I, I just well, yeah, I, was a little yeah. more of that. You know, especially with how tight of a pacing this was, you could have added. You could have on ten. I 10 think more the reason
2: they didn't is because of like okay, like the basically the way that the movie is set up. Just a, like as a refresher, is I mean, you follow you, uh, it's it's this group of reporters in the Boston Globe uh, called Spotlight. Uh, they you know they you know they spotlight uh, certain stories and they spend a lot of time researching and, and going in depth on it. Blah blah. And in the entire film, like uh, there, there's like a big thing uh, in film where they say the more characters you have, the the less uh, like the harder it is to make a good movie, so to speak. You know, because you have to, you have so many more characters to like have uh, full arcs, you know, make good, them all lines, blah, 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 give them like enough time to develop, so to speak. And I thought they did, I thought that's one thing that they did great in this film was because they have like, uh, I mean, okay, it's Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams, Michael Keaton, the one guy uh, uh, with like the, the curly hair and like the glasses. And I think one more, uh, I might be mistaken on that, but at least four, uh, like four or five reporters then you have like at least two major side characters, including uh, the guy you know, X Men Origins Wolverine, uh and, then, uh, and then the uh, the other guy, with, like the really white hair, kind of looked like uh, yeah, looked John Slider like exactly, look like Jack Frost, and uh, yeah. And, and, and yeah, and then also you have like the church members. I think so. I so I'm, I'm assuming now, what it's it's either one of two reasons or for both reasons. They one wanted to focus in on just like the Boston Globe people, you know, just just. Focus in, you know, make it tight, make it as good as you can with that. And then on top of that, you really did, oh, kind of get the church's perspective in that they've—it's been their perspective for like the past hundreds of years. You know, they—they've—they've they've kind of controlled the story for like so long that it's—it's uh, it, it's almost like uh, you kind of see it at the end where they like don't want to comment or like uh, the cardinal doesn't want to give a comment or whatever,
1: or even and, acknowledge uh, it
2: yeah even acknowledge it you know and shit so i think that's what those those two reasons are, are probably why they did uh they didn't want to get the Plus it's kind of it, it might have been even like almost insulting you know what i mean it, like because they, they obviously they included the one scene with the guy kind of admits it tries to almost justify it you know say like it's not like a big deal or anything and then yeah. the cardinal that like, you know obviously wants to like gloss over it or whatever keep it under wraps uh and, and all that and uh and, and yeah and it's kind of like uh i guess that's they're showing that's almost like enough you know they like the church is trying to cover it up basically you know yeah Yeah. they know they know it's bad they know it's bad i would yeah i would also argue that
0: and it's one of the things i love about this movie is that it makes journalism the hero it's not any of these people like individually even though they are it's not putting a huge focus on kind of like their backgrounds or about them as characters it's about like the actual like process of real investigative journalism and that's what you're watching uh you don't get a huge insight into any of their home lives you never even meet michael Keane 's wife you know she's mentioned a few times um or you briefly see family one. yeah you don't see yeah. the wife he's fighting with you very briefly seen brian darcy james's kids um Rachel McAdams, you see her husband and Nana a few times. She probably gets the most insight into her family, and it's mainly because she goes to the church every now and then with her Nana, and that was why. Um, And that was mainly about showing how deeply embedded Catholicism is in Boston. Um, That was what I love, is that it painted, it it focused really more on, like, what they were doing instead of who they were, um, which I thought was really cool. A lot of times in those biopics, like, um, I hate to this is a, not a great example because it's an okay movie, but War Dogs. I don't know if you guys ever saw Jonah Hill and Miles Teller,
2: um, mm-hmm.
0: where it made it made the story about them and not like the system that was in place where anybody could just be gun runners and bid on military weapons. They made it a lot about, you know, Miles Teller and what he was like and Jonah Hill and how crazy he was. Um, and, you know... It, I didn't complain too much because Miles tells his wife was played by Anna De Armas, and so you know give her all the screen time she needs, obviously. Um, but well, they they didn't they didn't do that in this movie, and that was so good. I think that's probably why you don't get a ton from the Catholic Church. Although I would argue that you kind of you do get their perspective, even if it's not explicitly stated. Like sure. um, the one line that I love is when Michael Keane, and Rachel McAdams are walking away from after they had the meeting, um, and Rachel McAdams. That's yeah, yeah. And she's like, I did you ask for them to be there? He said, No, I asked for a one-on-one. I didn't even I just asked to meet with this guy, and then we get there, and there's two people in there. One of them's the PR guy, and they're walking away, and she says, It's like they know the story before it's already happened. And he's like, Yeah, everybody knows what's going on except for us. And that was like
2: And we're yeah. right there. And he said, and he said, and we're right and there. Yeah. We're and the we're right Globe. there the
0: and the focus shifted, and it's said, Boston Globe. I was like, Oh.
2: Oh. Fucking hey man. There's so many of those subtle things, man. Let me tell you. There's uh, they do another subtle thing with sound. Uh I think uh you hear it throughout, usually in outdoor scenes, and it's definitely usually with the with the lawyer guy. The, the one that they, they kind of like assume is a little just like office rocker, it's rocket, just like a little eccentric, I guess. Uh whenever they're outside, there's always, always or uh can't confirm always, always, but almost like ninety percent of the time there's gonna be like some really subtle bell tolls, like church bell tolls. Mm like, yeah, like the, sound yeah. of the bells ringing I didn't uh, catch you can hardly hear overall like the people but but it's still there and then uh, there's uh, there's usually like some kids like like some the sounds of like some kids like really subtle like in, in any given scene that's outdoors at least and uh, and, and again awesome. it goes it plays to that like the, the you know the ominous presence of the church you know not only in boston but over these guys' case you know kind of like yeah, yeah. yeah everywhere they go and then like the you know like the innocence of the kids and like that it's like really it's everywhere like if the opportunity for something like this to happen is just everywhere it's like so prevalent you know it's thought uh, <laughs> yeah i
0: like uh, the details were phenomenal like i wrote down the the aesthetic that they made through like set design and wardrobe and just like i i felt like i was there i felt like i was in you know winter boston in the early 2000s just with you know michael keen's kind of like those sweaters over the the button ups uh that one guy with like the the wrap around glasses the way the all the cubicles were set up uh the things they were wearing just like you know they didn't like put him in a huge snowstorm, but you could like it looked brisk and it was and overcast and yeah. um cold like they just created they created a feel so well um, I really did. yeah it, it was uh oh, it was
1: phenomenal Yeah, definitely I really like um and one of the, with one of the victims, I think it was, when they're talking to him, They he goes, like, he's walking around, I think it's the, the, the gay guy, the kind of, like, heavier mm-hmm. set guy. And he says, uh-huh. um, yeah, and everywhere I go, I have to see a church. And, like, they're literally, like, walking in a park, and there's a huge cathedral right there. And he's uh, like, yeah. everywhere I go in this city, there's churches. I'm like, yeah, it creates such, like, a looming presence. Because if you think uh-huh. of the, because a lot of people think of church as, like, a positive, you know, very positive, like uplifting things. Yeah. But if you see the church as like this negative, like thing that's hurt you and caused so much emotional damage to you, that it's it's hard to it, escape. It's, them it's hard. It's yeah, good. it's hard to escape them because they're they're so ominous and they 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 control so much. You know, that, yeah, that I mean, right. that's one of my big like things about religion is like I don't mind you being religious. It's just the. Uh, the the looming like corporate aspect of it that I'm think, not a huge I, fan of.
2: I think what it is uh, uh, specifically before we get away from that scene, I, I um I think in that scene specifically, uh, they uh, he even mentions that there's even like a a, a small park for kids where kids are playing across the street, like directly from yeah the, from the church, and it's like like one of those obvious things, like you know uh, one of those obvious obvious uh, metaphors or uh, illustrations or, or whatever alliterations, There you go. Uh, but yeah, I think uh One thing that's important uh really important to, to understand is the distinction between religion and spirituality you know spirituality yes. is like an individual thing a lot of uh, 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 and uh, like uh, whatever, faith whatever is very individ- uh, individualistic or that's what it refers to and religion you know points towards like the like the actual like institution and like the culture of uh, of like uh, an institution of religion you know whether it's Christianity or like a cult. Uh, uh uh you know whatever uh and i think that's like an important thing that people need to make like they mentioned it in the movie like these these organizations are you know i mean sure they're meant to be like holy or whatever but they're run by men you know and uh, yeah. uh, uh you know run by people and they that will bring you know same people problems the same human problems that arise in and other situations as well with people in power and when you have that much power over people especially on like such a personal note as like spirituality that just hits right home it's it, it's uh, kind of like jaw-dropping and like uh immeasurable what can happen and, and you see that a lot they do a great job of, of really like illustrating that with all the victim stories and just all like the the little the little like lines and everything uh, in, in this movie especially uh with uh, with that guy and then um i think the next first interview that they did was uh the guy with the lawyer he was talking about uh, you know, he was holding his ice cream, and then, you know, he describes yeah, it. Yeah. They describe it. They describe it in great detail, and uh and like you know, like you're supposed like like you like you have to kind of like to to sort of I don't know, not scare people, but like you know, make people like aware of like how bad it is.
1: Exactly. Uh, you can't sugarcoat something like this, and I think they touch on that when it's like she she says like um oh you you were molested, but you need to you need to go further than that. You have to. Explicitly tell me what happened, and you. I need like the full story because if you sugarcoat it, they're gonna make they're gonna spin the story and they're gonna make it sound different than it is. You know,
2: yeah, they're gonna make it sound like not as bad as it as it, as actually, it actually was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: no, um, they definitely did a good job of getting into that, and they even had a discussion with the um. I think it was Robert Seif, who was the, the researcher who had dedicated like thirty years to covering like the sexual relations amongst priests. And he was like, Yeah, no, I'm still Catholic, I still believe in God. I just you know, you have to separate, you know, the belief from the people who are kind of running it. Um, and so that was touched upon as well. Yeah. Uh but also like uh yeah, it was it was the it was just the, the Catholic Church in Boston had too much power and too much connections to the city. Like we haven't talked about it, but the opening scene that takes place in 1976, um Kind of like uh, A Serious Man, that Cohen's brother movie, yeah. where that had, it, it's not connected in any way to like the plot or the rest of the film, but it sets the tone well. And in the case of Spotlight, it just like, it's just a really quick illustration of this has just been, this has been a problem forever. Um And it was just, you know, the cops in, you know, 30 years ago or 30 years ago from the time that they start working on the case are just already kind of like turning their heads. I forgot what was the legal term when. Uh, it started with Statue
1: your Limitations.
0: No, no, no. It was like um ad, ad admirate. Oh no. no. No, it was like in the first scene, uh like um Arraignment. Yeah, he said, Oh, oh this is gonna be really awkward at the arraignment, and the guy's kind of like, What arraignment? And just walked away. Like yeah. that was yeah, a really cool illustration of kind of just the, the connections and you know, you see in the subtle ways where they're like scenes are taking place, like Catholic charity events and things like that where I mean, the city definitely does do a lot of good things, and they're probably and that's how they get to be important to people—is they actually do good things, and they—they they, you have to kind of rely on them. Um,
2: yep.
0: that was how they were able to get it, and that was shown beautifully, I think, in the movie. They really—they w- did a great job of, you know, um, kind of pushing. Like, they had a lot of characters, like you know, we can't go super in depth on like ten characters, so it's kind of them to the side, uh, and we're just going to focus on. How this happened and how they yeah. did it. Yeah, and that was just oh, so good.
2: Again, I thought I thought a, a great line that I that I forgot to mention was uh, uh, was again with the heavyset uh, heavy set guy when they're walking outside uh, and Rachel At- McAdams character was like, "Did you ever try to tell anyone?" And he's like, and he said, "Like who? A priest?" And, and yeah. I was, oh yeah. God, that was that was that was a, that was a kick. That, that, that mean, one yeah he's thing.
1: right like wh- yeah. what are you supposed to who you do in that scenario? To, you know, kind of of who
2: can who can you talk to you know it's, yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah but but yeah i mean going back to the what the were you talking about um uh uh spence about the psychiatrist psychiatrist that was i thought that was like a real that was when the movie like for me started like really kick when when uh when they got to, when they were talking to a psychiatrist guy and he's like he's been studying this for 30 years and he's really n- not nonchalant but he's like super direct uh, uh, like super um yeah uh kind of calm you know it's obviously serious but he, he's not it's not like he's not taking it serious but he's definitely like like he's like oh uh, like you didn't know and he's and he says uh yeah no this is definitely like a this is more than just like you know a couple bad apples this is like a, an actual recognizable psychiatric phenomenon and uh okay, yeah that's yeah. what he, he calls it. numbers like something like uh it was like 50 uh 53 uh, percent uh of priests are actually celibate and then uh something like um six percent of uh, of like all priests in the in the world are like are like um whatever like seems uh, yeah. uh, they, yeah, they like, yeah. like more yeah like yeah and uh and and then yeah they started like running the numbers like out of like the 1300 um you know priests in in boston alone knew it could be like as much as 90 when they were just like you know investigating these first like one or two priests was, exactly. like, 13, what they thought you know it, it's crazy it's, that that was where it really started to kick. come like oh, fuck.
0: yeah those when you're watching like true story movies and they have those like the jumps where it goes from like like a local prom it's like a big prom or something like it's a, a something you thought was small then it gets big oh those are always really cool and it was just done like you felt like you earned it in this movie because you've been watching him do like all this like really hard work and then it's like whoa we're we're on to something another really great line that i that i liked um was from brian darcy james he had the the mustache and the the wraparound spectacles um when he's walking away with rachel mcadams that was about 9 11 he said two days ago I told my wife we were working on the biggest story in the world and then this happens. But like, you know, even though that was about 9 I loved how it was like, yeah, this like they were this team of four people was working on something so huge.
2: Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's
0: uh trying I guess get more to the movie specifics. Um, oh, that the watch let's talk
2: about okay, with-
0: yeah, acting. Let's do the acting. Yeah, uh, definitely not a, not a single bad performance um nope. from this ensemble cast. I think they all deserve credit because they're all Maybe not everyone, but even like the supporting characters, like John Slattery is a name. Not only is he, you know, in the MCU, but he is in a starring role on Mad Men at this time, which is one of the biggest shows um, on TV. Uh, Leah Shriver, uh, Geo keeps calling him X Men Origins guy, um, yeah. <laughs> but he is also, I think, worth mentioning. He is Probably. Ray Donovan, which gets him Emmy nominations. He's playing the titular character on a show on HBO and getting nominated for it he's a big name he's a good actor same with him john sire stanley tushy all these guys who they kind of moved to the side but they still do a great job freaking uh, billy kudrup played um mcleish the the lawyer who like uh was like i told you this was happening yeah um he is a very small role but he's a big actor i think he he's on that morning show on apple tv with uh jen aniston and Witherspoon and steve Carell. um Great. And then even the main, the main three. I mean, technically it's the main four, but three of them are big names: like Michael Key and Mark Ruffalo, Rachel McAdams. I mean, they're they're kind of taking smaller roles. I'm sure they're taking pay cuts. And like the the fact that this whole really talented ensemble came together and we're like, yeah, we're gonna make this movie. We're not gonna be stars in it. You know, it's not we're not gonna be marketed in it. But it like they gave their all and gave such tremendous performances. It's just like another reason that I love this movie so much.
2: Yeah no, I, yeah, no, yeah, I know, yeah, in total agreement, everything that you just said. Uh, I think Absolutely. my favorite performance out of this whole film was probably Mark Ruffalo's. Uh, no, no surprise there. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely like, uh, he's, it. Okay, first thing I want to mention: Boston accents, probably top three <laughs> accent in the U.S. That's the top three. You know, you easily. Got, yeah, you got that. You got uh probably I don't know fucking uh I don't know New Orleans maybe. I was I just
1: know. gonna say that Louisiana. Well,
2: Louisiana accent, and then uh, what else? Uh, uh, the, the third one's up for debate. I want, I want, I want think yeah. Maybe, like that. maybe a New York accent. Yeah, uh, Boston. maybe. Nah, but,
1: uh, Boston covers up the. Yeah, New I was England. about to
2: say. Boston covers. <laughs> up. Boston gets the whole. Boston
0: yeah. gets the northeastern region. They get yeah, that.
2: Yeah, and then you got the south. I mean, west. I mean, what? Cal- does California even have an accent? I feel like it's.
1: Well, I mean, we just think that because we're, you know, because we speak it, but. Yeah. I mean,
2: Nah, I I, no, i don't it's not even like anything special it's like uh yeah yeah it's, no it's just cool like you're it. saying yeah
0: you just say like the 10 freeway and people are like that's oh, stupid God. say 10. that's like the only
2: thing that california yeah. yeah shut because up it's Canadian, the it's a
1: proper noun but... it's and, a uh, guess, uh, right
2: Canadian, but uh, but yeah but that's not us but anyways anyways mark ruffalo uh great great boston accent and then yeah in the, within the first few scenes uh he, he, i i realized that this man needs to be up in the conversation with brad pitt in terms of actors of acting while eating oh, my god <laughs> when, they, when he was eating the cake oh come on i was invested i was invested my guy and that was really good yeah
0: yeah i think you're, the, the scene in the office when like he's like oh, i think the numbers are thin yeah no i think the numbers are thin <laughs> and Michael Mike, Michael Keane's like, well, do you have the numbers yet? He's like, no. Like, well, then we'll know if they're thin. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, if I'm, I, I love Mark Ruffalo, and he was also my mom's favorite. Uh, in the movie, but I think my nice. favorite was Michael Keane. He had yeah. my, he was my favorite performance. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, we've talked about it before. I usually gravitate towards the more like subtle performances than like the kind of more out there ones. Um, and that was what I liked, and he just had so much going on. Like such a great mix of like persistency and like that mad dog thing but also like keeping a very even keel um i really like that um i also love leah shriver i wrote down uh i love mark ruffalo's facial tics and then leah shriver's voice just like it was like so deep and uh rich rich is a good way of describing it oh yeah yeah no yeah
2: yeah no i i thought mark ruffalo's like um whatever like mannerisms i'm I'm sure he was emulating the the actual guy yeah michael, uh, michael resendez and uh yeah. If, uh yeah like i think he walked in when he first walked into the lawyer's office to like talk to him and he had to like sit down he like ke- he kind of like like yeah, he was like looking around talked, talked awkwardly like uh, like and sat down with his hands in his pockets like in a weird way As, yeah uh, <laughs> that, was just, uh, that was a little funny when was, yeah when he was
0: like i like characters i like, like
1: characters i'll take them
0: I'll, I'll take them yeah. It was I yeah, that. I mean, yeah, I mean you could can't say a bad thing about any performance in this movie. You know? Yeah, they're honestly.
1: Awesome. I think that they even guys things.
0: like yeah, even like uh the guy with kind of like the big nose that was only in two scenes, like he was really good. You know, he was really good. Uh or the guy that Michael Keane's friend that he's kind of fighting with, I think he only had like three scenes, also very good. I mean, they're all just fantastic. A, a huge testament, I think, to the director. Whenever like an entire cast gives a great performance, you gotta give a lot of credit to
2: the director. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, if he's an actor, I mean, he probably worked with plenty of directors yeah. that he he saw. I mean, you could see the same thing in uh, another movie we talked about, mid-90s, where, yeah. you know, none of them are mm-hmm. actors, so you can't, like, can you really attribute the acting to them, or are you gonna attribute it to Jonah Hill?
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely a, it's definitely a good balance. I think here, uh, it was really exemplified in and, and sort of like everything like uh, like yeah, you, you need to have you need to be a, a good director or like be a good actor director to like bring the most the best out of your actors but also <laughs> like the, the material you know the screenplay itself was obviously like fantastic but also Amazing. um the like the actual like subject matter i mean it's it's just so serious and such a like a like an issue like like it's so close to home that almost you like can't help as like an actor uh, being an actor but to like invest as much as you like you're all into it you know you don't you don't want to uh, was it phoning it in? Otherwise, you're kind of being disrespectful to like the the people in in these stories, the people that we're actually talking about here. Exactly. Correct. Act- yeah, and all the
0: the real life people, all the real life characters talked about how great the performances were, specifically Michael Keaton's and uh, Mark Ruffalo's. Where they were like, I feel like I was watching myself. But he was like, I-, I feel like I'm looking at myself in a mirror. It was insane. Um, and so it's a, another testament to those two, because um, uh, did you all right before I asked? Did you guys look at the uh, the their
2: nominations? Uh, oh no, I, I was looking at going. it a second ago. Best supporting and the, oh, I didn't see nominations. I saw what they won: best supporting and then best picture.
1: I'm looking at them right now. You want me to read them off? Wait, wait, wait! Don't look!
0: Don't look! Uh, you, I was gonna see if you would guess which. All right, fine. Okay. Gio, I'll, I'll ask you. Two of the
2: actors from the cast were nominated.
0: Which two do you think they were?
2: Uh, I'm assuming Ruffalo and uh, and uh, I guess Keaton. Yeah it was ruffalo
0: and rachel mcadams actually
1: Ooh. you want me to read off the rest of the the oscars that we got sure yeah. uh so we got the for the winner we got uh for the the ones they won we got motion picture of the year didn't know that one best picture yeah uh and then it was a got, stacked um, year actually uh best writing for original screenplay for uh josh singer and uh tom mccarthy And then for the nominees, we got Mark Ruffalo in a supporting role, uh, Rachel McAdams in a supporting role, and then Achievement in Directing for Tom McCarthy, and then um, Achievement in Editing for Tom McArdle? I don't know how to pronounce that, but good job, buddy. John McArdle.
2: I think... Yeah. He exclusively works works with
1: (laughs) uh, the director.
2: Well deserved. i mean I, I wouldn't be mad if any one of those people got nominated you know anyone of, yeah. one of the actors got nominated for anything or you know any, any this thing got nominated for anything uh in the entirety of the movie but i think uh one of oh, my favorite is
1: here. sorry my, it
0: was dude yeah
2: yeah no uh, am i good yeah you're good sorry yeah yeah yeah. we're just talking about you know
0: let's while, while we're on it uh we were talking about the movies that year. Um, so, Spotlight won, but the other nominees were Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max: Fury Road, Room, The Big Short, The Martian, The Revenant. Jesus, very, very good year. I actually remember looking at this because I I had watched uh, Ex Mahana or Ex Mahina, Sorry, um, Thank you, I was Spencer. like, how did yeah I was like, how did Alicia Vikander not get nominated for that movie? I was really upset. And then I, I went to look at it and she actually won Best Actress in a Supporting Role for another movie. And that was why she wasn't nominated yeah, yeah, no. for Ex Mahina.
2: Yeah, that's no, acting. There. Yeah, there's not it, it's I feel like it's never like a like a like I guess average year, so to speak. Like it's either really bad year or like a right. really good year. Yeah. You know?
1: Spencer, yeah. Ex Mahina was twenty fourteen. Not twenty
2: fifteen. But the But
0: the nomination
2: Mm-hmm. If it, if it, no if but no 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 keep scrolling x
0: mahino was nominated this year for best what? visual effects they actually won they actually won for best visual effects hey she That's deserves it for like, the
1: danish girl though i don't know if you saw that it's yeah. on my watch list you gotta watch that it's really good uh the good. the guy from um what's it called it gives a great performance in that holy shit mad max fury road swept this year holy hell I didn't even didn't know. went for
0: best director, which was kind of surprising. Yeah. Ma- Makeup and hairstyling,
1: costume design, production yeah. design, and, edit- and editing. It deserves every single one of those.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah. How can And sound mixing and sound editing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, but uh, what the I, think, I think in this movie, in, in Spotlight, what's it called? Um, my favorite scene, my favorite scene is between um, Ruffalo and Keaton. And I think you guys are going to yes. know which one I'm talking about. It's the. I, it's I definitely time. know. It's time. Scene, you know, where where Michael Keaton wants to hold off on the story, uh, but uh, you know, like on releasing it at least, and then uh, and then Ruffalo says, like, this is the whole story. You know, we've got it right here. People need to see this.
0: Yeah, that is that is like that is the scene you send in for the Oscar nominations, right there. Yeah, yeah, that was phenomenal. I wrote down three scenes from the movie that the whole thing was great, but three scenes in specific that I thought were excellent. Um, It was the. McAdams scene with the priest, where he's like, "Well, I mean, I fooled around with them, but I didn't rape them." That yeah. scene I thought was cool. what we're talking about for sure. The uh, Ruffalo Keaton confrontation scene, and then the first scene between Cardinal Law and Leah Schreiber okay. in
2: the actual like home. I, that was a really good one. I think I want to add one more scene to that. Good, uh, good. Uh, I and I thought this might have been like the most powerful scene outside of the you know it's time scene. It's where they, it's, it's, it's where it's like the, it's Christmas time. Uh, it's just before, oh, yeah. like, they're about to finish up the, the whole story. They're still getting, uh, and it, they play Silent Night, like the little choir. Mm-hmm. They played that over, like, a montage of the of the reporters with the victims, and they're crying, you know, they're obviously still telling the stories, and, uh, you know, writing, and, and they're writing and typing up the story, and it's just, oh, my God. It's, it, it, fuck, oh, yeah. that was just powerful
0: right there, i mean right? a huge testament i think to this movie just now was when you said the christmas scene that you thought was the most powerful and i thought of another christmas scene which was the confrontation between keen and his friend when oh, the yeah. guy with like the, the oh, guy yeah. that was like you come to my house on yeah. christmas uh-huh. and they're like going at it and i was like oh i thought you were talking about that one because that's also an amazing scene." yeah and I'm,
2: just, I'm actually just realizing that 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 every single um Part of that montage was uh, was like supposed to, or meant to be like shown as if it's on Christmas Day. Like this is what each person is doing. Like I just yeah. I, I just realized that. But uh, and so that makes it even more more like horrible. Like this is what they have to talk about like on Christmas Day. As yeah, with these people. Yeah. Have do. And I think that scene with Michael Keaton and the guy. I think that immediately follows this like montage scene. Like that. basically. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like just about to finish up the story. They need that last. You know. They need him to like basically confirm that he was, you know, where he, yeah he, uh, that you know, happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it happened, and that he, uh, and that he what it settles, they made settlements with all these. Guys
1: yeah, basically. but yeah, he made settlements yeah. outside of like a courtroom, so that they weren't yeah. documented.
2: Exactly, exactly. So yeah, yeah, crazy. So, that that was, that, was the, that one, and the its time scene are my two favorite scenes entire.
1: I'd yeah. have to say its time scene is my, by far my favorite. That's like, mm-hmm. you could just see the. Uh, the uh, the reservation yeah. that Michael Keaton has and like the control over the situation and Mark Ruffalo is like just uh, yeah laying into him pretty much it's so good
0: yeah it's yeah. time Robbie they did it and they lied yeah when he goes like the the whole thing
2: and then at the end Martin Keaton just like are you done I was like oh, oh, that <laughs> one. <laughs> oh. That one was like it wasn't even like a sarcastic like he was Michael Keaton was so serious like. Are you done? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so I was, sin- I was, I was yeah. like, oh my god
1: he was genuinely like, asking him like that's awesome yeah animal, he, was, like-
0: he was so like sincere yeah oh
1: Mad my man. goodness yeah
0: I mean this film just had like a great structure to it the way it was set up like yeah. the, the framework of the script was phenomenal I, I definitely think that this will will or at least should end up in like screenwriting classes where you're, okay. when you're talking about screenplays mm-hmm. this is something that I think should be in consideration for like examples, you should be using at least for like a maybe for like a true crime story or something like that. Sure. Yeah, this this yeah. should be.
2: Yeah, show this in like a journalism class. You know, I bet they do. Uh, yeah, dude, they need to start. Yeah, they really should. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and then um, the, my only other note was just a uh, just a beautiful final shot. It was the four reporters. They're taking phones. All the lines are ringing. They're like amazed by it, and mom Keen picks up the phone and says, "This is Spotlight." cut the black oh yeah no, it's a
2: it's a great like bittersweet ending because it's like it's like uh it's sweet because like this this is finally out there you know blah blah but it's it's Mm -hmm. so bitter because i mean even though like their phones are blasting you know they get they they, all these uh you know all these people are calling them but it's all victims and like it that's like the bitter part of it you know like it's just it really is just such a major problem but the good part about it is that it's like able to be now, like, people are going to start paying attention to it or, like, you know, see it as the problem that it is and, like, it's going to be, like, harder and harder uh, to cover it up until, it, like, it just can't be and then, like, and, and then hopefully, like, some actual change can come out of it. It's just, it's so, oh, that ending is Yeah.
1: Whew. Oh, man.
2: Aaron, you got anything else?
1: No, we touched on everything I wanted to touch on.
0: Yeah, same. All right. Well, there was another, I, I kind of want to mention this little anecdote. Um, so I was listening to like a, a podcast from these comedians I really like, and they're on the phone with like a friend of theirs. And he had mentioned that um, in quarantine, he he saw this movie and he's like, I watched like 50 times. He got really into it. He started reading the book, like books about it. Um, and that kind of like, like kind of, I was like, wow, that's interesting. Like, I didn't think that this movie had like that kind of like hole behind it.
2: Mm-hmm. It
0: is actually in the IMDB top 250 for user scores. So awesome. <laughs> This movie is actually up there. Um, surprising. An actual good
1: how... movie's on there.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I, I think like the it. only other one we've done that was in the IMDB top two fifty was uh Twelve Angry Men. It was the only other one we've done on this podcast that was in there. Yeah. So that's pretty yeah, it's yeah. rare to make it in there. Um, and also I, I'm really happy that it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too.
0: All right, we can uh dive into our closing thoughts here, Gio or Aaron, either of you.
2: Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I might as well go. Um, yeah, you know, we've uh, we basically covered, touched all the bases, uh, covered it all in terms of what I think about the film. It's fantastic uh, screenplay, acting. Mark Ruffalo kills it. Michael Keaton kills it. I mean, everyone. Uh, the, the pacing phenomenal. It breezes by. You kind of wish there was more, but it it leaves you with just enough. And, uh, and 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 yeah, this is just all around fantastic. I'm glad I was finally able to watch it. Uh, I probably wouldn't have had, have appreciated it uh, when it came out, but I'm uh, I'm glad I got the chance to see it now. This is just fantastic, absolute masterpiece. Uh, this is uh, I watch I want, I I'm like hesitant to give it a uh, like a like a, a nine out of ten, but honestly, it, like I would, I'll just give it a ten. You know, like this is this is fucking fantastic. I can't really think of like anything that is like wrong or like bad that they did. You know, that they could have done better. You know, this is a ten. This is a ten.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, so uh, i'm gonna have to agree with geo i mean i i i always feel like we say the oh we said all we can but i mean really it's just to sum it up i think that this is an excellent movie where just everything works everything just works out perfectly like the from the cinematography to the music we talked we touched on a little bit to the to the acting, which I think is probably the best. I mean, I didn't know the the thing that Spencer said about uh how the actual people that these characters are based on said that it was like watching them, and, I mean, watching themselves. I mean, that's what, all you can hope for, right? When you're an actor, like, that's that's really what, what you're aiming to do is to basically fool people into thinking that you're someone else, and it sounds like they did that to, and even proved that to the people that were, you know, the real-life interpretations of these. But yeah, this is an excellent movie. I'm not mad about it winning Best Picture that year. Uh, But yeah, I'd have to give it, I'll probably give it a nine, I'll say. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with a nine. Yeah, so I freaking love this
0: movie. Uh, You know, I've seen it three times now. Uh, Every time, like, oh, this is just phenomenal. Uh, Brilliant writing, there's great dialogue. um, And even though they don't, go too in depth on the characters are still just great characters uh, and the structure of the film is amazing there's excellent acting from top to bottom you know there there's no scene with any bad acting in it the cinematography the editing the score they're all great just across the board this is a phenomenal movie uh, with great pacing as well uh, I loved how journalism was the hero uh, of the film uh, it's just excellent movie no flaws Uh, I've tried to be very uh, chintzy with my 10s. Outside of the pilot, I only gave one to uh, um, 12 Angry Men. And I'm going to give another one here to Spotlight. 10 out of 10 would be in my opinion. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. Till the next time, I'm Spencer. I'm Aaron. I'm Gio. And this has been the 35mm Koloski Podcast, telling you to never trust
2: a priest with a Boston accent. God. (laughs)